and welcome back to This Is Not The Diary Show. I hope you guys are doing super well. I'm sorry that we've had a little bit of a break from the podcast. Uh, uni's just started, well not just started, it's been a few months now. Life has been very hectic and busy. There's a lot of stuff going on, but we will like get back into our swing of things and have people come on because I am super excited <laughs> for today's guest, guys. We she's very busy with her life she's big in the- i think we need like three times to reschedule this honestly <laughs> things kept coming up but yeah things kept we're coming. here in the end we're here we're now. here we're sat at ucl we're in the silks bit we're sat at ucl it's now 9 17. we spent eight <laughs> they're gonna kick us out the room see <laughs> so i said 9 17 i meant 19 17 so like 7 17 because i think it closed at nine so we have to like yeah. get on it but um, I'm super excited, guys. This guest is so cool. Yeah. We met at school. Anyway, I'm going to welcome her. It's Karen. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I was expecting like a round of applause then. But obviously, we're talking to a podcast. Yeah, so I'm Karis. I'm at school with Daria. And it's been like four years since yeah. we've seen each other. We were just saying the last time we saw each other, funnily enough, it was actually at UCL. Yeah, it was. We did some like... Invest in, in, in invest, yeah, was it a politics one? I think it was like it was lawmakers, like yeah, military, it was like um, what were they called? Like lobbyists. It was like yeah, talking about lobbyists. Yeah. I, I was in year ten. It was with me and Dia, and then we were sat in like lectures in the engineering block. If anyone knows UCL, like knows. And I remember me and Dia were like chilling. Then we see you came yeah. late. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> And then we're like, oh my god, it's like Karis, because you'd move schools at this point. Yeah. And then we just kind of like hijacked each other, went to lunch. It was nice. Yeah. And then I swear we dropped it, me and my, my parents dropped you at the station. Yeah, yeah. And then you bumped into that celebrity. Oh my gosh, yeah, Olivia Atwood. Yeah. You bumped into Olivia yeah. Atwood from the station. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Oh my god. That is a small world. And then we're back at UCL now. Karis has graduated. Yeah, no. So I've just finished uh, my degree at Warwick. I've now started a grad scheme at Deloitte. I literally only finished this all, summer. All hands down, Deloitte. <laughs> Every morning student's dream. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's it's not as serious as it seems. Yeah, it's yeah. been a transition, like having to move to London and stuff, because obviously I didn't go to uni here. Yeah, so yeah. I'm living my best London life now. I feel like my whole TikTok page is just literally like London hacks, yeah, London yeah, eats, yeah. stuff like that it's so expensive oh my gosh that was such an adjustment going from the midlands and paying (laughs) like paying like maximum three pound fifty for a pint to being lucky if it's like six pounds now five six pounds it's yeah no you've got to you've got to ration things a bit better how long have you been in london because you graduated 2022 like two yeah literally this year this year do you want to tell them like what you studied okay so i I did intro like yeah yeah. i did uh politics philosophy and economics and i majored in economics and that was by far just the best suited to me and at warwick it's not a very creative university like everyone's very much history economics sciences so all of my friends did economics as well and i don't know like the culture of warwick was very much or at least you know the economics culture of it was very much spring week summer internships get a grad job drilling it in like networking events all the time I'll be honest I definitely wasn't as proactive as I should have been like from the start probably if I was to do it because Kara's like because oh basically um so the kind of the theme of this like we're gonna go back to our two parts guys our OG two parts (laughs) the kind of the theme is kind of like professionalism isn't actually all professional it's very much dependent on like personal 
things we're yeah. gonna just talk about kind of less like professional work obviously Keris at Deloitte which is like if you guys don't know Deloitte <laughs> is pretty big in like the finance world and like work as well like the course you did is very much like it kind of churns out like yeah it, econ kids and stuff it, it's nice because I know quite a lot of people in London now yeah, everyone yeah, did yeah. pretty much the same thing as me you know go in get your grad job move to yeah. London um but yeah it if I could do it again, I think I'd definitely start a bit more from the beginning and work out, you know, specifically what I wanted to do, all the avenues. Because I think a lot of people get to third year or second year and be like, shit, what, why am I actually doing this degree? Yeah. What do I actually want to do? Because um, what we were just talking about, when throughout your life, if you, you know, you're at uni doing your A-levels, people kind of, the school kind of does the application process mm. for you. They say, oh, it's now time to apply for UCAS. Yeah. you know submit your UCAS <laughs> maybe they'll like advise you even on what you yeah. need to go to check your personal statement all of this stuff but when you get to uni it's like what do I actually want to do 100% when do the grad schemes I want to apply for close like you've got to be way more proactive going about 100%, 100%. it 100% and it is it is a very long process but yeah so it was a very much networking all of these things that were all of these societies that I just didn't participate in because I was too busy getting drunk (laughs) I was just I was my uni experience was very much a social one and I think that is the reason why in second year I applied to all of these internships because like that's what you're meant to do got rejected from about 50 um literally the most humbling experience so um, so we're both from Midlands, big up. Um, so Karis came to like uh, NHS, like the school I went to from year year seven to uh, GCSE year. So it was that, like year twelve. Year 10, 12. twelve. Yeah. So like you were there for how many years? Yeah, no, I can't do the math. Wait, GCSE year is that year eleven? 10? Eleven. Yeah. You did. You did. GCSE is year eleven. Yeah. Okay. So you were there for like seven, Four eight, years. nine, ten, eleven. Wait, yeah. You joined year seven or year eight? Year eight. Oh, <laughs> oh! Joining year eight, I so left. You were here for eight, nine, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, four years. Four so years. So there four years. So we were at school together for four years, and like guys, like Kara's like skipped a year. Yeah. She was like, the thing is, though, I think everyone probably experiences it to a degree. If you, if you, hundred percent. If you're also, like, I don't know, clever at school, you're not clever at uni. <laughs> you're not. You're, like, you're with all these other clever 100%. people, and I think like now I'm at work. I am definitely not this. I am quite dumb, I'd say, actually, in comparison to my cohort. Everyone is so like, they just like have these natural skills at Excel. I'm like, well, how do you already know how to use Excel? No one's taught us this yet. Like, how do you know all of this? Honestly. But yeah, no, so humbling, such a long process. And yeah, I'm happy it's over, <laughs> to yeah, be honest yeah. now. But um, yeah. That was that was the uni experience, kind of luckily so getting first into the grad job. Was like also why did you go to work? Just out of curiosity. Um, so I did it purely based off rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was highly ranked. I didn't get into Oxford Law. Oh, me neither. Law. Um, well, now she's at Deloitte. <laughs> it was it was also like just convenient anyway because obviously I live in Northampton, had yeah, my car, yeah. so. I, this is so bad to admit. My mum did my washing for me the whole of uni. I would go home every one or two weeks with my car full of washing, <laughs> give it to my mum at the door, yeah, and she'd yeah. have it done for me in a night. And I came to my flat now because I'm living in London with uni friends, mm-hmm. and I had to ask them how to turn on the washing machine. I've never done washing. Before no this way. Year. Yeah. 
and you know it's not it's not like it's That's not a crazy. flex I would say like I severely missed out on some life <laughs> skill lessons <laughs> but you know well, I think as well people forget at school uni is really what you want it to be like for sure as in like obviously like for example school we're gonna say like uni experiences like this but actually you might choose to like live at home like at school they wouldn't really advertise to you that you go home like every yeah. two weeks but like you really can carve out the uni life you I, I think it's also just there's so much that you learn about yourself like how much the ba- staying in versus going out balance mm. that you need what your personal space boundaries are how extroverted you are as a person like your time management skills yeah. things like that are you actually able to focus and cram or whatever? Like mm. there's so many things you learn about yourself um, that, yeah, it, it's, it's good for not just academic development because, you know, I think personally the job I'm in now, although it requires a degree for the grad scheme, like you don't need a job, you don't need a degree because yeah. none of it's relevant to my degree. I mean, you do to apply, right? Like it says, yeah, yeah, yeah. you must have a degree. Like a lot of jobs are like, a degree of something is required yeah but that's um, the thing like if a job specifies you need a degree but doesn't say what that degree is well it doesn't matter yeah, what yeah, your yeah. degree was you're in. not going to use the you, content of the if degree. you did geography like no one's asking about glaciers yeah you're like like don't get me wrong obviously a big part of uni experience is getting the degree like yeah, yeah, make yeah. sure you do it but that is also just one half of it like so much more of it was social and the development as a person 100 percent. and i think the soft skills are so important like sometimes people are very focused on like just career stuff but it's like don't get me wrong career stuff and personal development is intertwined yeah do you know what i mean like it really is and you can learn the personal development stuff by doing the kind of doing the like society's enrichment it may not you might not think directly relate yeah. but honestly as long as you can just exemplify where you've used certain skills in an interview like oh i exemplify this by i don't know doing xyz even if it's not directly history for yeah. example, my degree like legit it like, doesn't matter like even, how even you if you do, do sports society at uni like loads of people do working in a team is just also one of the most common interview questions ever yes. like tell me a time you've worked in team 100%. like organizing working with people motivating each other obviously i'm related to your job but it's not because yeah. soft skills are so important 100%. even like just personal life in general maintaining friendships yeah you know understanding people being a better person like soft yeah. skills just serve you. and you also learn them throughout your life as well like I have pet conversations with my parents and we talk about like a situation that's happened. And it's so interesting that how they can still reflect and grow and learn, like even at their age, you just yeah, never yeah, stop yeah. learning. It's so, it's so interesting. Yeah. And it's so interesting when you also grow and develop that you realize you look back on such situations and now you kind of know a better way to handle it. Yeah. Or like everything's a learning curve. I think that's like, it's not kind of, it is magical. Yeah, like it is, yeah. For sure. Like, and I, I don't know about you, like if you've ever got into arguments recently or whatever, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I know when I get into an argument, it's like when I give both halves of the story, it's like I can so understand where the other person <sighs> so is going good. from yeah. or like the logic they've, they've made to get to that thing. I don't I'm, necessarily agree with every step, but it's just like you can just understand where people come from I'm, better. I think, I mean, obviously I'm only like a 19 year old girl but like, I feel like especially wherever like I feel like I'm aware of people and biggest thing I've learned the biggest skill that I personally value in people is people that are self-aware yeah like people when you like 
give them reasons as like they can understand even if it directly relates to them yeah like if someone's not self-aware it doesn't matter how much you try and logic they just won't no. realize it like it's the only wasted. way you can improve is if you are aware of like your strength your weaknesses where you know what i mean like yeah, self-awareness well, is so important and if you're not self-aware and the only way you get feedback is from another person i think another interesting thing is being able to take criticism or yeah. take feedback filter what's fair and what's not but with that comes you require self-awareness yeah, yeah and yeah. like changing your behavior or changing being more mindful in the future it, yeah. it's a really it's a really hard skill it is yeah, yeah, yeah. but um 100 it's actually even weird like sometimes i'll like be in a situation like something's happened and sometimes i find myself like thinking a lot more about how it's not necessarily a good thing but how that other person views the situation in me yeah. like I kind of sometimes prioritize their perspective completely um if I'm pissed off about something and I, I like kind of say oh my gosh that's ridiculous yeah, yeah the first thing I do afterwards when I'm alone is I think have I overreacted yes and I 100%. have to like validate my own feelings 100%. and be like are, are, or if I'm sad about something it's like am I being dramatic yes and I know I'll be interested to know if that's a girl thing of because obviously women's emotions yes. are sometimes sensationalized mm-hmm. and it's like is that a thing that we have because we're girls yeah, yeah. or is it a case of you know being self-aware or mm. being emotionally mature and it's like a, a another element to it I'm not quite sure because yeah. you don't really hear guys blow up and then think afterwards have I overreacted exactly so true it's so true it might be because just men are more easily they will tell it to a woman that like you're overreacting or you're this in a way with the relationship sometimes gaslighting people but i think it's right i just woman again it goes back to like just is like being research proven that women are more emotionally mature and for me emotionally maturity means the ability to see situations from people's perspectives like Completely. actually understanding that's the difference between empathy and sympathy yeah empathy is when you actually place yourself in that position yeah rather than being yourself looking at their position like from your own viewpoint yeah completely like, honestly yeah i i think it, it's such an important skill to have and you can notice it in like social situations as well like if someone feels left out or whatever those like small cues i remember so at school when Jarris left um the school that i went to uh at sick form right yeah, yeah yeah so i just was nice to this girl thought nothing of it you know really you know just another person at school yeah um and we were friends and stuff and then we came to warwick she came as well and she was saying to me she was like you were so nice to me at school you know you really made me feel included and stuff oh. and it's just it wasn't a t- intentional so like when she said Literally. this to me it actually surprised me yeah because yeah. it's, it's natural just, yeah, yeah well it, and it's not like oh i'm just a really nice person but it's like if you can visually see like non-verbal cues yeah. or someone feeling left out or someone wanting to 100%. walk with someone and, and do it that that is like half of what being nice is i don't know yeah, no a hundred percent like again i think it goes back to just being not just self-aware because i think like, i'm just everything aware like yeah it's, not, it's an interesting yeah. question how if you're if you're how do you improve your self-awareness because it's like it's a really good skill yeah, to have yeah, yeah. but how do you actually improve it because it seems like it's something quite inherent intrinsic yeah if you have it or not, not necessarily as Obviously like, you can work like, on it and the more you learn mm-hmm. about people 
you know, the best that you can. But I think a lot of people come to conclusions by themselves rather than are told by people. Mm. So like, if you're not self-aware, I I would say it's something you naturally will come to yourself. And I think a lot of people obviously in life don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, how, how, would, you, how would you work on that? Like being self-aware. Yeah. I think it goes back to, again, making quality conversations with people so then you just get to I don't know I feel like the more you invest in people then you become more aware of yourself as well because then you have more of a like you can try and understand their perspective because you actually know them yeah well just listening to people listening listening to people which again is quite a hard yeah. a lot of hard traits like listen listen empathize you understand why people have different perspectives and you piece it together enough times that you have I don't think there is like I think with personality types or characteristics a lot of people overlap mm. and you can meet someone you're like oh I know someone similar to you yeah or certain traits definitely overlap and you know if you meet and understand enough people you can fill in the blanks yes hundred percent and i think it's not even just like meeting people like meeting people in person watching documentaries oh, i think it's made documentaries. me love documentaries that is literally even reality tv oh. as well like it's actually no, education what you say about love island i really like psychoanalyzing relationships <laughs> like and this is what love island is people call it trash tv but it's like no no that's, that's psychoanalyzing that's relationships 100%. and seeing how people interact or oh he's not into her yeah. Like, like these are the things you pick up no 100% and I think actually like I'm not saying it's like the best use of time but it's definitely not as trash as people make it seem no because that's how you interact with that certain like, group of people um 100% I actually think reality tv is in a way like not like it's just it's actually kind of educational I don't know why people say it's trash because like what's your alternative I guess you know reading a book, which no one does. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm yeah, sure loads of people do. Yeah. But like, or watching something like I don't know, Prison Break, break Breaking Bad. No, I much rather. I would TV much rather program. watch a reality TV yeah, show. Same. You know what I think it is as well. I think it goes back to some people don't like. I have a friend who doesn't like reality TV because she likes escapism, which I is see. fun. Which, which they they almost like don't like to connect with the real world. But I think maybe we're similar. Yeah. Like, I love to connect. Like, I really want to like yeah. know everyone yeah. everything i've just watched like love is blind as well oh my god I'm, yeah. watching, I'm on episode um something uh like four or five yeah what are you on i finished it oh, I don't finished tell it. Them, no me. i won't tell you we won't talk about it but that's like just another one where 100%. i i think it's an interesting question like do you believe in a soulmate because in these pods <laughs> i don't get how people like the, how they're able to find their soulmate with such a out of 10 do you know what i mean <laughs> it's like I've, I've gone 30 years without meeting anyone so put me in a room with 10 people and all of a sudden i find my soulmate like how does it happen you can connect with what if they don't speak your language like, like i don't speak another language i'm limited yeah no i get you exactly Sorry, guys. Oh, sorry, guys. I don't know if you heard. There's a bit of a knocking. That's because then um, we got kicked out of we the got room. Out. We got shoved out. But it's fine. We're in a different area of UCL, and there's like a film. I think like a Japanese film screen next door. <laughs> so don't you love UCL? So you hear fun. random noises. That's, that's where it's coming. That's from. That's the Japanese society. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about like soulmates and stuff, and like yeah. I'm curious. Now that you're in Deloitte, like, do you like talk about like how you know, close actually are you interesting about your... Deloitte? 
Um, so we've been doing these things where we're like meeting with the partners, getting to know our team. And one in four, this is what they say, one in five people meet their partner at Delora, <gasps> at like a big four. And I was talking to my friend's parents and they met at a big four as well. Like, because there's so many people, there's so many grads. Wait, for people that don't know Deloitte, you're going to keep what have they, they told you in their like introduction to Deloitte or like to or, the new grad schemes? Because they must have like introduced it so to you. So like broadly, for it's an accountancy firm and it's the biggest there is. And with accounting firms, it's like the big four or the four biggest accountancy firms. Um, so yeah, that's what I've applied for. That's what I do. Yeah. And because so, they have so many grads, they're really big on inductions and intakes. There's a lot of welcoming. There's a lot of easing you in. Mm. They kind of expect you not to know much yeah, and they like yeah. really take you from basics take you from the beginning you're not expected to know anything about Deloitte sorry, itself or about like the work about the Deloitte. work we do oh, they do at Deloitte as for Deloitte itself I think it's so big that you know there's so many different elements to it and mm. I think even someone within Deloitte wouldn't be able to tell you the extent of it because yeah. it is just so vast yeah, yeah, yeah. but like broadly it's so big on reputation because you know is it international yeah yeah, it's yeah. Huge. sorry yeah yeah it's huge um and yeah it, it, it's the work context is professional services but they do loads of stuff outside of it like volunteering like i've just joined and they made us raise 100 pounds for charity and, like put us all mm. in groups and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah. so people are doing really wacky things i organized like a pool tournament at work because we have pool tables on the 12th oh, floor yeah, yeah so like we had a pool tournament with that like a bit of fundraising like pay to enter we just yeah. did a sweepstake with the world cup to be fair i work with a charity called debate me and if you yeah, heard yeah. of it and they have partnerships in it deloitte yeah so like they do a lot of like um um, yeah, partnerships and like charity yeah. stuff. Yeah, so like the pool tournament was for Blueprint for All, which I yeah, saw like yeah. MS advertising for as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, they're really big on charity, which I think when you get to when you get to like a certain size as a company or even as a accumulate amount of wealth as an individual, there is a bit of social responsibility that comes on yeah. you. Like you have to use your platform when it's so easy for you to do. Yeah, definitely. Um there's That's a bit so of corporate responsibility but yeah. yeah so back on dating <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they also told us like one of the jokes they made when we first joined is that one in four people or one in five people one of the two find their person yeah, at Deloitte yes. and loads of people have met their spouses there no I can see that though because it's like a lifestyle in a way yeah, yeah Deloitte like I don't know any of the grads that are like dating or anything yet but yeah. we were like it's quite, it's nice to be with loads of people who've also just finished uni, know exactly how you're feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as unaware, just as, you know, excited yeah, of what yeah, to yeah. come and in the same boat. So, yeah, I was just telling Daria that, like, it is so chilled, obviously, when you're talking to people yeah. your own age and we, like, judge each other's hinge profiles and, like, go on nights out together. I've seen some of them, like, very drunk at the away days and yeah, stuff like that, like, up, up late. And then when the the bar kicks us out we like continue the party in the hotel room mm. stuff like that like it is it is a really a fun environment to yeah. be and I think that's such a big part of your working life like enjoying it yeah and, and one element is of course the work you do but also enjoying the people you're with it makes it so much and that's why people will stay and that's why you have people completely. working at Deloitte for like 15 20 years yeah because it's all about like the team yeah Spirit. i was i was saying to my friend because i couldn't get over how much induction stuff it was like two weeks of constant drinking and partying that was funded Crazy. by deloitte and i was like to my friend i just 
how are they paying on all this stuff? And I thought, do about they do it, it at Deloitte itself, or do they just, like they take it to like pub, the Cotswolds or something? Oh, yeah, so it was like a residential. Yeah. But what's the cheapest way for a company to like keep you there? Yeah. Or if you enjoy it where you are, you make 100%. friends with the people, like you're emotionally attached, emotionally invested to the people around you. Exactly. That's what. Yeah. Exactly. That's why. You know, I think increasingly there's more of a trend like socials, team working. Like that's why there are companies that go into companies like Deloitte yeah. that specialize in team bonding because that's how they know people are going to say at the end of the day a professional industry is only so good if it's personal at the same time yeah. and okay. like it's hard because i i agree though in work it's important to be committed not attached emotionally but you can't help like of course you're going to stay if you're happy enjoying yeah. it the team's going to work better if people feel comfortable like messaging informally exactly, like texting exactly. people you yeah. know we have like an internal skype system where the message is clear kind of like uh, like obviously you can see a few messages but like at least you know every day it'll just all reset and so like your whole conversation is fresh so like no one types with text everyone with capital letters like everyone shortens words like yeah it's yeah, quite yeah. informal just to like get your point across exactly. to people but like broadly I've never had a job before so this is actually my first proper job yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. when you mean proper job do you mean like completely an employee getting paid by someone else yeah really like, so like formally not... employed i've never had a waitressing job no I, I was a domino's delivery driver got Wait, the job like car delivery when i got uni. the job then my mum made me quit because it invalidated my insurance oh. <laughs> so i never did a shift i, I was on my way to pick up no the thing where i was like come home but yeah, yeah no literally so never... you've never been an employee even like for like a like a waitressing job no nothing, nothing. Oh. no That's interesting yeah so it's you know people talk about like obviously like memes like your work friend and stuff like that but it makes sense because you see these people every single day it comes like your uni friends your school friends like yeah for um, sure for sure and i was living with my two flatmates who've just come from uni as well so from Warwick yeah so from Warwick so it's seeing the world of work from three different perspectives and they are like go clubbing with their workmates and stuff like that you know and yeah, it, it's quite nice. It's just like another stage of life. But it's interesting because you still keep your home friends or you still keep your uni friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it gets smaller and smaller each stage. Like, mm. for instance, uni friends have vastly decreased now. Yeah. I've left because it's so hard to keep in touch with people. Definitely. And I was talking about this with school as well. Like, you're at school with people, you make these really good friendships, and then you all go across the world or across the UK to different universities. Yeah. It's so hard. And you're so busy and embracing and your own lives. Like, yeah, you're exactly, you're embracing your own lives. And it's very much a two-way streak as well. Completely. I realized like there can be people that like you really want to keep contact with and know their life, but if they're not giving you life updates, yeah, like you're essentially a stranger. It sounds yeah. bad, but like um, it's very two-way. And you can't force someone to stay in contact no. with you. Even if you really want it and you see the value, like we've been friends for like years, at the end of the day, like you're just gonna have to accept that they don't. Maybe they don't. I don't think it's necessarily. No. I don't think it's necessarily they don't value. Yeah. But it's Sometimes more of like they're just. Also come to a natural end, and that's yeah. completely okay. So you enjoy your time together, and that's it. But that being said, obviously I've just moved to London, mm-hmm. and I strangely reconnected with quite a few people that I've not spoken to in years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because they're also in London. It's like oh you're here let's meet up yeah and i've had such a nice time like even people from nhs like having a catch up and you know 
Shout out to all the NHS girls in London. <laughs> should reach out. Like honestly, Network though, honestly though, I'm so interested in how everyone's life is going Literally. And, and the things they they're I'm getting up to. Exactly, I think you know friendships or even like people that you like just like see or know. It really does up and down in life because life is lo- like obviously life is short, but also yeah. it's long. Like yeah. just because it's the you have thing a, you do. You have a- <laughs> And friendships kind of, or relationships with people, as long as you're both alive, yeah. there's no boundary to how long you can have that person in your life. I think so it's they really like, come and, like, not, not that they come and go necessarily, but it's almost like, for example, like me and you, like we yeah. haven't seen each other for four years. It's, but, like, but honestly, then now it's like, it's like we haven't left. Yeah, honestly. and it's so nice. Yeah. Maybe it goes down as well just to your personality type. How easy is it for you to just like outreach people? Yeah, true. Feel comfortable, but... But yeah. also, like, when you've been separated by from someone for, like, a long period of time, obviously, you both go through your individual experiences and changes you as a person. Mm. Like, I'm a very different person to when I started university, for sure. But, like, there is an essence that goes unchanged. And, you know, you can reconnect about old times. Like, for instance, there is not many people I can talk about NHS with. Yeah. Other, like, from, from God knows how long, like, five years exactly. ago or something. Like, exactly. Because I don't know, more than that, like god like six years for me oh or something like god. that like there's it's so hard exactly and when you that's an important part of your life yeah, and you cherish sure. it yeah definitely definitely we were talking about this you talk about the yeah, girls yeah, yeah i was thinking about that yeah yeah me and karis we literally had like a two-hour catch-up before yeah. we first record that's why we got kicked out of the we're like um, we were using up all of our content <laughs> so like, lots of these like our second time chatting about it actually <laughs> um yeah to start oh yeah so we were talking about nhs and for those of you who don't know, NHS is an all-girls school. And I think there's a lot of controversy about it. Like, mm. should you send your child to a single-sex school? How, what effect does that have on their development? And we were kind of just talking about that because yeah. I think there's two sides of the story. Like, on one half, there is definitely a certain type of person or, you know, proportion of people that only mix with girls and yeah. only into nursery. And when they eventually leave, whether that be uni or sixth form or whatever they find it hard to adjust Mm. and you know who's to say what they would have been like if the alternative had happened you don't know but people blame girls schools as as not being accurate way of integrating someone for life because well in the real world it's not all girls Yeah, yeah yeah but I was saying that I think a lot of source of tension for girls especially the ages I went which was like I don't know about 12 12 to 16 yeah was a lot of it's growing up a lot of tensions boys and stuff like that mm-hmm. and if you take it out of the picture girls on their own are fucking weird are they not like, <laughs> girls are weird and girls like on their own are so funny can fully express their personality yeah, yeah, yeah. they're so supportive supportive of each other and obviously there's girls schools and you know it's less it, i think we were lucky like yeah. i think it was a really good environment when we specifically were in and some girls' schools maybe struggle a yeah. bit more and are a bit more toxic. It's just about, you know, where you are. But Definitely. I was just saying, like, the years I was at NHS are so crucial that for developing your personality mm-hmm. and finding out who you are as a person. So if I was in a school with boys or something and they made fun of you for being smart or made fun of you for being weird, I would or have put your hand up or being curious. Yeah. Of being be curious, asking questions. I would have repressed those parts of my personality definitely. and I would have definitely changed because, you know, as independent as I am, I think there is that degree of male validation yeah, or something yeah. within you. Or just social and validation. Social validation. Yeah. True, true, true. Completely. Um 
but the school we were at was just so encouraging yeah, for all yeah. avenues of life and, and actually celebrated you like if you were clever if you were curious yeah. if you made good points I really agree pursued your passions I've actually noticed it a lot at uni as well like I've noticed I've kind of feel like there are two types of people that leave got a single sex education and usually it depends as well what I've noticed on their family backgrounds like how so for example I would say like I came from a very like I'm very lucky like my family was quite like solid in a sense of like emotionally it was quite like stable and I felt very like loved and valued in my family home and I think that was like I I brought that love to school and because school was so welcome accepting I felt so free to be myself and that means when I come to uni I didn't really find I didn't really interact much with boys like in Northampton but when I came to London I didn't feel a boy pressure because I felt so confident in myself I really felt that like I know who I am I'm loved and valued by okay other people but also by myself like I've had those years to like know my worth like I, I like and have a mean? sense of self as well exactly like, actually, but then I agree there are maybe some uh people that leave single education that are a little bit lost in navigating yeah um well so that. the sixth form I went to was very different to NHS so NHS people who don't know NHS like why are you talking about the hospital oh, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, always yeah. get this um but it was a very progressive school yeah. um like your sexuality even your gender it yeah, was super yeah. super welcoming like it's an all-girls school but I think a couple of people even transitioned whilst we yeah. were there and the school albums are yeah school albums gay, super welcoming changed their name on the register yeah. and all of this stuff and then the school I went to afterwards was just not really could you see the difference culturally such a huge <gasps> difference like blatantly racist jokes like that would not run at nhs and here it was a very traditional culture that's really interesting and it's like if you speak up you're uptight and stuff like that like you're getting offended um no one was out really like very very few people that's so interesting and what's interesting about that sixth form is i went to a school reunion i think last year this actually no this year uh, what what month? Sorry, I need to know details. Um, summer, summer. Oh, so after you graduated? Yeah, just after I graduated. You went back to the school. Well, so no, it was actually in London, strangely. But, why? Yeah, wait, why I know, was it I know. Bougie is trying I, to I be don't like. Know why. But it was so interesting to see how people had flourished into their own person, because there the school obviously did not allow them to flourish into their own people. So and they've gone off to university and they've had that experience there. And it was yeah. it was really nice to see. Yeah, like yeah. I felt like like not to be patronising, but like almost a sense of pride and happiness oh, for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And do you, that's so interesting. So did you feel that from people like from the girls' school, the school you went to, they had they experienced that earlier on? Yeah, I would say so. Like I think the girls at the girls' school were completely unrestricted. I know for me personally, yeah. that was key in developing my personality and securing my confidence. Definitely. Like, I, I feel like that is actually the most important those for years. For sure. Like I I have never had a confidence issues really. Obviously you have moments here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, like everyone doubts themselves, has their insecurities. But NHS solidified my like self-worth. I think because it's small, so they really get to know you. Yeah. Um for sure. Like they 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 care about you and it is like there I've never been in a more progressive environment oh, for sure yeah, and it, yeah, it, yeah. noticing that contrast was huge 
That's so interesting. And like the debates you have and the, the discussions you have, it kind of, I think a bit more so at uni, like people are a bit more open, a bit more progressive mm. and tolerant from, and you know, also there's a larger variety of views, you know, you grow up in a certain environment, you're socialized in a certain way and you go to university and people are communists or, you know, yeah. they are, oh, they're super socially conservative, yeah. just don't share your views. But to them, that's normal or they grew up in a yeah. predominantly white area or something 100%. and they're, they're not culturally as, as aware as yeah. you'd expect them to be. 100% because although you can say like school people are different, don't get me wrong, but uni is where you really meet people that are different to you. Not yeah. like a bad way, just like they had, because like at school you all come from the same town, like you yeah. know the local area, your parents maybe work together yeah. or like know of each other, whereas uni everyone's from everywhere. Yeah. So it's the first time you really come to contact with people that have just like lived different lives. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, the I noticed it. I don't know if you had balls, but yeah, like yeah, a lot of these, yeah. obviously, you're put in balls, you're dumped with these random people. <laughs> well, I love yeah. them to be fair, yeah. I'm actually still really good mates with them. Yeah, but yeah. um, I, I noticed it with like socioeconomic backgrounds because obviously, yeah. the school we went to was a private school, yeah, everyone's well off, yeah, yeah and yeah. you know, I think, or at least comfortable, comfortable yeah. for sure. A lot of the privilege you don't recognize until you hundred percent you, you meet someone that hasn't had that and you know not in a just in a discussion way things come up and you think I've never had to think about that like paying your parents rent something yeah, like that yeah, like yeah. I've never even considered doing yeah. that or you know having to get a job to fund help things. yeah help support yourself or whatever like I you know you, you notice all of these things and you think God you know literally different elements to to use or, or seeing like my parents ha having welcoming or supportive par parental background mm. it's not until you meet someone who hasn't and they talk about like their parents being toxic and bullying them and, you're, and you think god if that had happened to me i'd be such a different person yeah and you know you are who you are because of all of the experiences you have in life mm. and, and it's just it's really interesting to be exposed to that diversity 100 percent um yeah, the thing about university though is there is no there is no like social hierarchy. I personally yes. think like it's more you find your people, you find 100%. your society. There's too many people to like compare to. That's one thing I actually love about university that I think maybe I don't know it happens at school and maybe there was like one downside of the school we went to because it was quite a school. You kind of I mean I didn't personally feel like that that much. Sometimes I did, but I think I know definitely other people yeah. felt that there was like one person who had like similar interests, like the same A level, yeah. like same you both wanted to do this degree at uni, you both wanted to like get this work experience, and you kind of indirectly felt like competing yeah. because there's only like 60 of you in year group, so everyone kind of knows what everyone's doing. Whereas at uni, everyone's doing different, like you might be on the same course, yeah. but you do different modules. So you yeah. never see them no completely like or people have just got so many more elements to their life yeah. like it's not as contained as school and I think that's really liberating when you realize you're and I think also maybe in London I feel that more than your average university yeah. student because London I feel like a lot of students uni is a part of our lives it's not our yeah. entire lives that's so interesting because obviously at Warwick it's a campus uni everyone lives in Leamington Spa <laughs> like do you know what I mean you're all on top of each other yeah, yeah. so you can still you kind choose of compare, the singular yeah. nightclub to go out to like yeah. you're very much 
in a uni bubble and I like some elements I like that you know you go club and you know everyone there yeah there's yeah. some elements like if you do something cringe on a night out everyone's gonna know everyone, that's what you're defined as you know what yeah. I mean like every, it's it's sometimes it got a bit too close but I get you so kind of yeah, yeah, yeah for me personally I love my uni experience but I was definitely ready to go when I did and that's even as speaking of someone that obviously went to uni through COVID yeah, yeah, and yeah. loads of my friends now doing masters I actually went back like last week or something oh, to visit say them. hi are they yeah. still at Warwick so they yeah, did yeah. undergrad and then masters masters at Warwick and I was like why and they say oh like we missed out on the uni experience you want to spend another oh. year here but I don't know I think it's a different one because obviously the majority 75% of your friends will leave so mm. it's, it's a very different vibe and uh yeah personal decisions need to be made with it yeah oh my god this is so interesting i think we're gonna put a pause onto the part one. Oh my god I'm, I'm, this is such a good conversation you enjoy yeah. it Karen? yeah i'm loving it yeah it's my first time on a podcast oh. but like it flows so well it's so yeah. nice yeah. just I'm, a chat really exactly exactly and we were saying like Karis, what would be your dream job I think that's yeah my yeah. dream job is like being a comedy panelist on a politics show like mock the week or something oh that's yeah. gonna happen that'd be so cool i honestly. would love it that's like when i make my billions and i'm like yeah I'm looking to retire and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 no that's so cool okay join us in part two we're gonna have just like more we're gonna talk a bit more about deloitte yeah talk about like personal and professional stuff that you didn't know as well going into like the working world yeah. like, that'd be interesting and just like general stuff that like it's so interesting to talk about, but no one really opens the discussions on. Yeah, stuff you wouldn't know or think about when you're making this transition. Yeah, yeah. Okay, see you in part two, guys. Bye.